0: but we're here for a real education welcome to a real education i'm your host tim wick i'm joined as always by my co-host movie in Industrialist. Oh my. Melissa Kirscher.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: hi. The, this is a tough movie to introduce. Yeah, in our this is going to be manner. a rough
1: one. I, am uh, watching you with great interest, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined uh, by our
0: uh, individual who has actually not seen the movie we're going to watch. We're going to say he's movie pole. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Kelvin Hatley, Hi, Kelvin. Hello. Hello. Hi. So the movie we're going to watch this uh, time around is Schindler's List, which is why, it, I mean, it, it's difficult to introduce. But uh, Yes. But uh, in any case, uh, Kelvin, you have not seen
2: Schindler's List. I, I have not. It's one of the more, probably the most embarrassing single movies. Uh, gap in my movie knowledge Mm. i would say all right well that's fair uh that it's embarrassing um or not i don't know (laughs)
1: god uh
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's it's won like every award you can possibly think of and you know it proved once and for all that spielberg is a great filmmaker not just some sort of pop culture money machine and and all this kind of stuff and i've just kind of never got to it
0: huh well, uh, you know a lot about the movie already, but I still have to ask you uh, before we watch the film. What do you know about Schindler's
2: List? Um, it's a cute little animated film about a boy and his dog. Yes. No. No. <laughs> no, it is. It is about. Uh, I should not joke about these things, but it, it it is about the Holocaust. It's about Oscar Schindler, who uh, I believe had. I'm trying, how do you put this without sounding terrible? He had access to Jews.
1: <laughs> oh God!
2: <laughs> um, well, you know, he did. As, he a, did, as, he did the way, as a part of a, a like some kind of work program, and he kind of used it to uh, to get uh, Jews away from Nazi Germany. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? It's a movie I've always wanted to see, but I never really. Got around to it a because I didn't think I wanted to see it by myself, mm-hmm. and and b like whenever people have a movie night, you know they tend not to go like, hey, let's watch a Holocaust movie. That's true. You know that that tends not to be where where people. Uh, are in the mood for maybe yeah. maybe in movie parties
0: yeah. anyway i don't i don't even know how to deal with that um <laughs> this is going to be a whole lot of a whole lot of you know saying things and then going ah uh, okay anyway do
1: do we need to follow this up with um the producers <laughs> or something. something maybe maybe yeah. something <laughs> something happier
2: something more cheerful there is that uh Seinfeld episode where apparently you know he he went on on a movie date with uh uh, a, a Jewish woman, and they went to see Schindler's List, and they wound up like making out oh, during like part of the movie. And he was just like, "It's it's really long." <laughs> <laughs> that was like his only defense. It was, it's it's really long.
0: It is a long movie. Uh, yeah, that, that is true. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, it, I find it hard to believe that you don't know something about it.
1: Right, because um, you know, it's based on history.
0: It is based on history. With a capital H, yes. Uh ba- with a capital H. Uh probably the most personal film Steven Spielberg ever made. And mm-hmm. uh so we just watched Jurassic Park and so the interesting thing if you're if you're watching movies along with us is to keep in mind the Jurassic Park and Schindler's List came out in the same year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Spielberg, Spielberg was working on Jurassic Park while he was filming schindler's list he was working on Mm post-production for jurassic park while he was filming schindler's list so i can't imagine shifting mental gears on that kind of a level it sounds like it was extremely difficult
1: yeah he he said that was one of the hardest things he had to do ever in his life is be filming schindler's list while getting like minuscule detail questions from cgi artists working on jurassic park (laughs) like how should this dinosaur move
0: uh, He's like, "I don't care <laughs> life is horrible, <laughs> um so it, we will um we'll go off and watch this movie, and you, if you have not seen it, should go and i I should say that I have seen this film I have to yeah, once because it's really good, mm-hmm. but there's rarely a time where I'm in the mood to watch it again, yeah, yeah, um, so <laughs> I don't.
1: I've seen it three or four times. Oh, okay. and, there you go. You know, a couple of times it was because um, it was in a theater. It was one of those things where it came up in, as a, uh, a, a as a random screen, screening at a theater, and I'm like, yeah, that is a movie to watch in a movie theater. It's it's quite the cinematic experience, you know. Aside from the content, the the black and white photography is gorgeous, and the it, it's a movie that's it's worth it to be kind of immersed in. So.
0: Right. So we're gonna immerse ourselves in it now. Yep. yeah, he says brightly before we go watch a movie about the Holocaust. Yeah. Uh, so we hope you, dear listeners, do the same and we'll uh, catch you back after we've all watched the film. We have spent three hours watching Schindler's List. I don't have anything funny to say at this point.
1: <laughs> I was really waiting for you to. Yeah. Think. yeah. And the. And. Well, really, it's it's Darkman versus Voldemort. It's, <laughs> so there you go. And it
0: Dark, is it they, is
2: Darkman versus Voldemort. Darkman
0: triumphed over Voldemort. It, it, in, it is in it a is way.
2: Ray Fiennes playing. Two of the biggest movie villains in history, and they're couldn't really be more different <laughs> well i mean they're both well, ki- they're both kind of into uh genocide i guess they're,
1: they're very but, much into genocide. So yeah I think there's a lot of uh, commonality yeah. there maybe he had
0: maybe he you know practiced a bit
1: uh maybe anyway had, kelvin he, Ray finds practice genocide what practice
0: no practice for Voldemort. okay okay yeah. okay um so kelvin this is your first time watching schindler's list yeah so what'd you think
2: uh, everyone has to see this movie before they die. <laughs> I, I, I really firmly believe that. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's pretty tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, not, not quite what I was expecting. I mean, I, I was kind of expecting sort of unrelieved horror continuously, and it isn't quite like that.
1: No, it isn't.
2: Um, and I, I, I kind of hesitate to call it comic relief, but there is kind of some comic relief in it.
1: Well, that's exactly what it's there for. There are moments of yeah. gravity, There's and there really has to be. Yeah, yeah. There's, just, there's no way it could be. It wouldn't be the experience it is without moments of some sort of relief. And
2: it, it, it's there. There were points almost when. Certain things e- Em good was doing where he's almost funny
1: mm-hmm.
2: like the bit where his gun jams and 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 a couple other things where he's like kind of weirdly fussy about something he's like almost funny mm-hmm. uh, but but it just kind of underscores his weird unpredictability and patheticness. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know. they, and while I think it's also, I mean, there there is super, super dark comedy, if you can call it that, in the callousness of the people yeah. in his house. You know, you have oh, yeah. the literal backdrop of the camp, and here he is getting his physical on the porch, and his girlfriends, and uh, uh, deport- Skippy Nighty. Dumping wine on each other. Dumping wine on each yeah. other, and or the girlfriend complaining about him taking a gun and sniping random people off the balcony cuz she wants to sleep in. It's horrifying. Yeah, but it's it, but it's horrifying because it's also comic with really grotesque consequences. So it's yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it, it,
2: it, it, it's interesting how it like it. it, it
1: Listeners, it, you can't see the weird contortions my face are going. Yeah, go- yeah, yeah I'm, no, like, I mean realizing it, it, this as I'm saying it. Like, it I
2: know Whoa. it. Al- it almost comes up, you know, like, like, I don't know, maybe. May, yeah, you know, almost like a black comedy, but it never really is a comedy. Well,
1: yeah. It. it well, I mean, just
2: because it's so unbelievable
1: well yeah it, <laughs> and, well, yeah comedy and horror are yeah I, two very I similar things they're both art of the i really don't
2: want to give the impression but... that that there's there's le- you know this is a there's levity no but it's, it's
1: <laughs> but one of the more surprising I, things about the movie yeah
2: moments you know. of lightness yes yeah there's 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 you know definitely human moments and things and and moments uh, that that you
0: know, even in the face of you know, because because the movie is is looking at the potential for goodness in the face of evil, mm-hmm. there have to be those moments of lightness to to point out that that there is goodness that can try to survive in the face of absolute. Yeah. Evil, which you know the the extermination of six million people that I mean if you're going to call anything absolute evil, you kind of have to do that, yeah. and I mean the thing the movie does is tries because if you try and wrap your head around killing six million people, yeah, and it was more than six million people it's but you know we're just talking about well, the the six the Jews. Jews yeah you know, because because Hitler and his and his and his machine murdered way more people than just the Jews. It's just that was the biggest chunk of human beings that they eliminated before they ran out of time to eliminate more. Um, and so what the movie tries to do is boil it down to something you can understand a little bit
1: yeah. better. And it boil it down to enough characters that you can you know, recognize them throughout the movie and follow their story and get involved with them and then the one of the real gut punches at the end is you see the actors next to the real people. Yeah, I
2: and, I, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. That that ending with the uh,
1: with the graves the the grave scene with everybody putting the, the
2: yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the, yeah the the stones on the grave mm-hmm. site. Uh, that's you know like sort of this weird semi documentary moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, at the at the end,
0: and um, it, you know that that is a tradition uh, in in Judaism. If you visit someone's grave, you put a stone on mm-hmm. their grave to sure signify that you visited. I, I just have to wonder how many stones they had to clean off of Schindler's grave in order to be able to
2: to, to fill yeah. start with an empty grave. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I I I, I remember. I, I might be kind of misremembering this, but I remember like some mild criticisms about the movie. Uh, basically, like a why make this? Why is this movie about Schindler and not about the people he saved? And and that like 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 you know Schindler really shouldn't be portrayed as a hero because he was kind of a a a con man. Scuzz in a way, and 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 like he wasn't doing it. That he wasn't that, that that the real Schindler didn't do it out of altruism so much as as like, hey, I can get one over on the Nazis.
1: Well, yeah, it's you it, know he was a war profiteer. Yeah, well, he, he he played the black market, and I mean the he it shows him being arrested in the movie, but in reality, it was not. He was arrested three times, and it wasn't for kissing a Jewish girl. It yeah, was for doing black marketeering. Yeah. Uh, He was totally a war profiteer.
0: He was a war profiteer, but but at the same time, when you, you know, the fact of the matter is by the end of the war, he's running an arms factory that isn't producing arms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And its only function is to keep a thousand... More than Jews than alive, people. yeah, yeah, eleven 1, hundred alive. That's that's the entire function of that factory. And I think the movie does a decent job of showing that he's... No, is, I mean
2: it's it's more, yeah. it's more interesting that he's flawed. He's yeah. kind of a yeah. sleaze. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, he's definitely a womanizer. Mm-hmm. You know, he only only helps women that he thinks are good looking that he can maybe get into bed with at least.
1: Yeah, which is a you know, similar sort of dehumanization really but yes. you know that's a whole different pa- suitcase to unpack. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And he's uh you know, he is a war profiteer. He is um really just exploiting certainly at first.
1: Yeah.
0: Um although there's the suggestion and you know, while I understand that most of the movie is is pretty true, you know, they always say you know, we always say based on a true story means fiction, but most of the movie happened fairly close to what's depicted like yeah. Stern is is an amalgam of a bunch of characters because yeah. it made more sense to the the Ben to,
2: Kingsley yeah character okay yeah i yeah
1: i mean it excess stern was a real guy yeah
2: yeah movies society. movies but, like this I always get the I, who the names mixed up because there's all there's so many minor characters, oh yeah you know
1: well yeah the but i mean with with stern's character as as i understand it, there were a couple of uh, I mean, there were people who weren't portrayed in the film that that character in the movie is an amalgam of, but also it kind of cleans up, like, one of the guys working in the office was also, like, running his own side gig, you know, profiteering off of putting names on the list. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh, and, uh, the point of this movie is not about that. And so it you kind of clean up the fringes of the story to make a narrative. right? Which is... I mean, it, it, we're there's watching, no way not to do that. Yeah, we're not know. watching a documentary or we're watching a story that is based on
0: Yeah, but something I think that actually happened. Yeah, and I think that uh, I mean, and, and, and I think it's important to note, uh, Spielberg uh, is Jewish. Oh,
1: yeah. He had
0: wanted to make this film for a very long time.
1: But as a producer. Yeah, because he, he
0: didn't feel like he should direct it.
1: Yeah, he shopped it around to various other directors. Like uh, One of the people he asked was Roman Polanski, and Polanski um, turned down because he was not ready to deal with his own past because he was, he yeah, himself yeah. was a survivor of the Holocaust, and his mother died in Auschwitz. And, right. And so that was a no-go. And um, Billy Wilder uh, had wanted to make it a, as his last movie. But wow. It, yeah, right? not I, I
2: can't even begin to picture that. I mean, I know oh Wilder boy. did serious stuff, but I always, I still think of him as a comedy director, even though he did Sunset Boulevard and things like that. But, and, yeah. and
1: Double Indemnity and yeah. things like that. But man, he's a heck of a director, but um, I think it was Wilder who actually just told Spielberg, just direct it yourself. Um, yeah, there were a couple other uh, directors mentioned, but um, I believe... If I remember right, also, this movie was funded, predicated on uh, the studio also getting to do Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park would come out first. Right. Yeah. yeah they the, knew that would be the cash cow.
2: There's uh, definitely a history of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they
0: didn't I mean, want yeah. to. They is... did. They, the studio was pretty adamantly against allowing Spielberg to make this movie. Mm-hmm. So he had to agree to do. Something that would make them a lot of money, and indeed Jurassic Park did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the interesting thing is this movie is the highest grossing black and white film of all time.
1: Not not uh, adjusted for not adjusted uh, for inflation, inflation but, but by uh, far. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of raw dollars. As far as,
0: as far as being a cash cow, as much as a three hour film about the Holocaust filmed in black and white can be, mm-hmm. uh, Schindler's list ended up being Something of a of a cash cow. It also was a, uh, a statue cow. It picked up pretty much it, all the Oscars. It, it won all of them. For... Yeah.
1: It, well, it was like seven. I think it was up for. It, you know, uh, Liam Neeson. His only nomination, his only win. And... He did not win. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he did, did not win. win. Yeah, right.
2: yeah. Ray Fiennes was nominated. Fines he didn't win. win. I don't yeah. think either.
0: Yeah. Nobody won any acting awards. Uh, awards, but it won the it won, won best picture, director, picture, screenplay. I believe cinematography. I believe, and, and they're,
2: they're real. I, mean, yeah. I I keep trying to think of a, a, a moment in this movie that seems real Spielbergy, and and there kind of isn't one.
1: Well, part of it is because it was largely shot handheld. Yeah, and and that takes a lot of the stiltedness out of a lot of Spielberg's, or not stiltedness, but. Um, I, I not really I, I have shots, kind but a very glossy, yeah, Spielberg look. Spielberg, Spielberg's
0: yeah. kind of impeccably constructed.
1: Yes, you know, the,
0: one of go. the reasons I love Raiders of the Lost Ark so much is like there's no wasted shots, and the shots right. are very careful. And and here they're not. You know, the camera is is swinging almost in an I effort mean, to look away. It, it, it but is
2: more, emphasis. you know, even in his, uh, um, I, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say straighter movies, but but like like his his less uh, blockbustery kind of movies, like like Catch Me If You Can or something like that. Uh, uh, God, what was I going to say? Well, I
1: think I can pick up even
2: even those other kinds of movies don't seem like Schindler's List shot-wise.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if you look yeah. at something like Bridge of Spies it is like impeccably planned. Mm-hmm. And and there's something very cinema verite about um, uh, Schindler's List. Well, something to point out about Schindler's List is this was the first time he worked with Janusz Kaminsky, who was the cinematographer on this. And Yanis Kaminsky, hot off the wheels of Cool as Ice. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. Is- I, I keep forgetting the guy's name, but yes, Janusz Kaminsky, who has pretty much been Spiel- Spielberg's cinematographer ever since then. I mean, he, he's the guy who okay. shot okay. Minority, minority, Report, and War Horse, and all. Yeah, yeah. Things.
2: Here's a uh, you know a, a very strange thing to bring up, but like, Cool as Ice is worth seeing just for the cinematography. It's
1: true. <laughs> yes, the Vanilla Ice movie is worth seeing for Janusz Kaminski's that, that, I'm sorry, that's a gorgeous. bizarre,
2: bizarre segue, but yeah, it, it but just, no.
1: We're no. talking about Janusz Kaminski. Yeah,
2: yeah, so, he, yeah, he, and 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 the cinematography is ginormous, huge, and amazing in this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it is. Um, I think this is one of the very few movies Kaminski has actually been able to film in Poland, which is where he's from. Otherwise, yeah. he's worked in Hollywood. But uh, well, a tremendous cinematographer, and it it really really shows in the black and white photography here. It's it's just a gorgeous movie.
0: Yeah, I think um, you know it, it, one of the scenes where it really it doesn't feel like Spielberg. And what's interesting is if you watch this movie and then you watch Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, is the the cleansing of the ghetto. Oh. That was you know, yeah. that was and an amazing sequence. It's and, an amazing and rough to watch. It, it's yeah. rough to watch, and it's amazing sequence. And it's where he uses that kind of handheld thing of of the camera, sort of discovering things. There's mm-hmm. there's awful things going on I- everywhere, and it's like there are times where the camera seems to turn away, almost almost kind in an almost kind fashion, but it turns away to something
2: else awful. It makes it see you know it makes it kind of simultaneously really mundane and really horrible, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. other there's other moments where like there's the the
0: um engineering uh, student who tells yeah. them they're building something wrong and she's shot in sort of a middle shot as they're having this exchange. Yeah. but before they kill her, they bring him directly up in front of the camera so you can really see what she looks like right before they kill her. And they do that a lot. If they're going to kill somebody, they're not going to let you detach from it. They're going to make you connect to that individual. If, if even only briefly, you know, the, the armless worker, we get to meet him before in the ghetto scene we see, or no, not the ghetto scene in the, in, you know, a few scenes later, we see him shot. Um, and he does that kind of time and time again. And I think it's kind of a thing of six million people is impossible to process. Yeah. You can't do it. So what he does is he carefully picks people to go, no, I want you to recognize that this person is going to die.
1: Well, I, I mean, no. in a, the, the greatest shorthand of that is the girl in the red jacket. Yeah. Where, right you know you
2: i knew about the red jacket thing going into this i didn't bring it up at the beginning but yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and but then you know you see see the jacket later and you know what happened to the kid yeah but that apparently was a uh story that audrey hepburn told spielberg when they were working together on always um because she was also uh she was kind of a survivor. A, a,
2: around there, yeah,
1: yeah, and and so she had talked about uh just the vision of the girl in the red jacket, I can't even remember the story, but that that visual stuck in Spielberg's head, and he eventually used it here,
0: which was a, it's nicely done, you're like, why is that that little bit of color there, and the little bit of color is there just to kind of go, remember this one individual within this
2: gigantic pile and and she's always well when you see her running around she's kind of alone Uh kind of ethereal she's not like with anyone she's not in the crowd really she's off to the edge or something
0: and we see her hide and we think maybe she gets away and of course she doesn't because Mm -hmm.
2: they go through and they find all the people hide oh god all the kids hiding stuff
1: yeah yeah
2: and then the one kid literally hides in the our the house.
1: latrine, which is also a true story. Uh, no, that that kind it. of stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, what's kind of yeah. amazing the, the, the weirdest, is the weird the, the weird things that you see. The, not the weirdest, but the most striking stories that you see on screen, all true stories, all actually from those from the people we we see at the end of the movie or from other yeah. survivors. The this
0: rabbi thing. who yeah. was going to get shot.
1: Yeah, and the that, jammed and that, gun, the totally the hinge maker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's one of those things where you go, "Well, that's got to be just filmmaker."
1: no yeah,
2: you know, and it's well, like i mean that i that you know uh i i was aware of this but i was kind of surprised to see it uh in the in the movie anyway um that a lot of german munitions and equipment was not well made because people didn't fucking want to make good equipment for them yeah <laughs> yeah uh and 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 this is like a random weird uh, anecdote I heard and this this is just this, this is so many layers of fucked up. but okay, German officers had cyanide tablets. yes that they were supposed to take you know to avoid capture or whatever. Well, those were made by Jews. <laughs> so they made fake cyanide tablets. Oh God. So they couldn't commit suicide. So they couldn't commit suicide. <laughs> oh
1: my god, that's horrific and amazing. I know
2: it's it's like so many layers of like way. But, and they were probably
0: thinking, well, if there's anybody that wants us dead, it's the Jews. Yeah, so they'd be but, totally well,
1: into like
2: it. super cyanide. That would oh, that, <laughs> that, is some that really... was so strong it would like absorb through the case or something. Yeah, but that's I don't think that's how cyanide works. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, there I don't think any the, need... the, the 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 okay, uh other other side of the spectrum, the moment when I was really think I I really thought I was going to lose it uh was when the kids were getting herded onto the trucks. Oh, God, oh yeah. yeah. And they're singing.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz they're Oh yeah. fucking hell. I'm, I couldn't
2: Yeah, I almost left the room at that point. I just like I I don't know if I could take this.
0: There's there's a lot that happens in this movie. They're yeah. just like Mhm. You know, they they, when they bring the women into the shower and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to die. And they don't. And there's this there's this moment of relief, you know. Yeah. But then the camera swings over to this line of way, you know, an order of magnitude larger Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of people being marched into something that we know is exactly what they thought was happening to them and it's like yeah it's it's that that realization that that we can sit here and we can be happy for these characters that they survive and yet there are all these people we don't know
2: that don't Mm -hmm. Um, there's the you know it's something that that people don't think about much but um directing extras there were
1: almost 20,000 extras. Uh,
2: the 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 extras in this movie were really well directed. I mean like just kind of the well like when when Goethe is um shooting people from his balcony just cuz he feels like it um that the um you know the deep focus shot of the whole yard and and it's like all the extras had business. Mhm. All the you know it it wasn't like Everyone screams and runs away, or something. It was much more. Uh, what am I looking? Uh, like fish in a coral reef, or something.
1: Yeah, you it's, know, it's just the detail. Yeah, the
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah. what's even
0: yeah. interesting is they don't scream and run away.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like yeah it's, like, it's like, well, like, oh, that oh,
2: happened well. again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some scream, guess, and some are
0: like, well, I better not do I anything. I guess I'm, I I'm oh. glad it wasn't me today.
1: Or, like, the the kid who was, once again, getting the pot shots off the balcony, and he just, like, flinches each time a bullet hits near his feet, and he just keeps walking away, and then, you, of course, you learn to the next shot yes eventually
2: Ugh. yeah you don't you don't yeah. know you don't know that,
1: that's it. a chilling setup of shots oh that's god just, yeah well
2: it's, it, it's you don't it's, know if good is playing with him or like is actually trying to kill
0: him it's it's nicely set up with schindler trying to convince him maybe you don't need to kill so many people randomly and he tries to be nice for you know half a day and he's like Nah, i gotta fucking kill somebody
1: yeah
2: i just i have to fucking shoot somebody
0: well um, the
2: the uh, the scene with his maid. Oh, yeah, that's in, in 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 the basement pantry thing. Yeah. Cuz you kind of think like is he he, he almost think he's going to show humanity there. <laughs> and he doesn't. No. <laughs> not something he can do. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: not something um, he can do. That is not in his skill set.
0: No. Yeah, it's um uh like I say I this is the second time I've watched it not because it isn't pretty much brilliant and pretty much oh, flawless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but because it is
2: it is rough.
1: Yeah.
0: It is it is
2: hard to get through. Yeah, like I, like I said at the top I the main reason I never got around to it was because I just I didn't know if I could watch this by myself.
0: Sure, how often do you go? I'm in the mood for Schindler's List tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: yeah. just doesn't happen too often.
1: Right. Um, I mean, I have seen it multiple times. I the same scene, the same scenes get me every time, which mm-hmm. is really remarkable because you know, it, eventually you watch a movie enough times and it kind of loses its punch. But, goddamn, you know, if I still get to the last scene where he gets the ring from the the workers, oh, God. and it just tears me to shreds every time
2: yeah it was like tears from them. no i mean yeah yeah the, the 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 two moments i i i i was crying was that scene and the kids on the trucks yeah those were those were the two moments when i just i could not i could not maintain my nordic stoicness,
0: <laughs> shall we say, and I will i you know I'll acknowledge that 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 scene with schindler going, I could have saved one more. Mm-hmm. If if you're the cynic that some movie watchers are, that is a moment that is probably the most Spielberg moment.
1: Oh goodness, yes.
0: Yeah. You know, that is Spielberg going, all right, if I have not gotten you up until now, mm-hmm. I think I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Um and yet it's it's very affecting. And I it, to me, it's to me, it really is talking about the idea of how Again, trying to get into your head, look at this crowd of people mm-hmm. and it's huge and think about how many people aren't there
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and that's that's what that scene is doing that's that's Spielberg who's telling again as as a Jew something that is super personal to him, mm-hmm. you know, and he has uh all of the money that he's ever made on this film uh, has been donated to the Shoah Project. Yes. He's he's basically said he cannot really accept making money on this film. Yeah, he won't it,
1: even autograph memorabilia from Schindler's List. He won't autograph DVDs or posters or anything.
0: It's, yeah, he'll sign other things, but yeah. he will not sign anything from Schindler's List. That's how personal it is. I mean, he used the money to start, or I mean, he's the director of the Shoah Project, which is a a project that is entirely about documenting the Holocaust yeah, uh, and getting the stories of people who survived the Holocaust and, you know, making sure that we never forget that this thing did actually happen. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast and you actually don't think the Holocaust happened, maybe, maybe wrong podcast. I'm just going to say yeah. <laughs> just saying.
2: maybe wrong podcast. And, and, um, and, be- and, 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 you know, Speaking of Shoah, that is something I want to watch someday, but good Lord, I have to set aside like a week. Nine hours. Nine hours. A nine-hour Holocaust documentary.
0: It is a nine-hour documentary. Which is supposed to be like
2: the most mind-blowingly all-encompassing kind of documentary. Well,
0: yeah, you get all the stories that we saw in here plus more.
2: Yeah. I don't
0: know if you get the stories that you saw in here, but you get stories like the stories you saw in yes. here these personal stories of people going through this yeah and it's it, they do that that thing that you you're just like you're like god damn it you're so wrong and and you know that this is what people thought with the characters are just constantly going oh well this is the lowest we can get it can't get any worse
2: <laughs> well like the one there's the one well to do jewish couple at the beginning who got you know, like they're 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 saving like paintings, yeah, and things, and then they get moved into like the the room of this house, and you're like, well, it could be worse, and the, and then the husband yells like, well, how could this be worse? And then like step by step, ten yeah. ten Orthodox Jews come into the room that they're going to be staying with. Mm-hmm. Step by step, it gets worse. Yeah,
0: yeah. and you're yeah. And, and but that that's that's how they made it work.
1: Yeah, that's how the, the, the machinery of Nazi Germany worked. It, that's how the they... Boiling the frog principle.
0: The, the the Jews didn't just try to escape yeah. en masse because they kept thinking, well, this is as bad as it's ever going to well, be. It,
1: how could you even conceive of yeah. what happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah and, yeah. and so knowing what happened, you watch this movie and you're like, how can you say that? Hi, hey, don't you know what's
1: going to happen next? And the answer is no. No, they, had no, they idea. had no idea. Because nowhere in your wildest horrors would you envision that, you know, mound of burning bodies. Yeah. Or,
0: also, I do have to point out that road built of gravestones. Yeah, that's absolutely real. No, yes, that makes perfect sense. It was a real sense.
1: thing. Um, it w- um, I think it's still, Perf- I think the road still exists, but they, they, the camp that they used as the set for Plasco? Plas- Plas- Plazo?
2: Krakow. Wasn't it no, Krakow? No, Krakow's the town. No, Krakow's the The, the town. camp. No. Was Plaz... the camp, Plaza? Plaza? Okay. Krakow, Polish like names I'm 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 horrible yeah. with, but you know. Eventually. No
1: no 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 no. That was. No the the.
2: Was it Birkenau? No. I don't know.
1: Birkenau. Let's just anyway, keep anyway. It, that came. It camp wasn't it, to, it wasn't one of the biggies. Sense. Um, where? It,
2: um, there
1: they Spielberg did get permission to film on a lot of the sites, including Auschwitz.
2: That's pretty but incredible. He.
1: Opted not to, especially in Auschwitz because he felt like that would not be respectful to the dead. So yeah, yeah. If I remember right, the Auschwitz set was built on the grounds of Auschwitz outside, but kinda like mirror, basically
0: like a mirror image, yeah. Mirror that's what, image of the camp.
1: Yeah. And so hmm. it was still okay. at the location, but not in actual Auschwitz. And so the um the Plassau, uh set was was a reconstruction it was enormous it was like 34 barracks and seven watchtowers plus the gravestone road um all reconstructed
0: and did they build ray fines house on the on the hill above it did they do that too? i don't know
1: huh i don't know that would be that would be super easy to do because whenever we saw the the house from outside we only saw it from one angle right
0: but i was wondering if they actually went to that that length So there was something up there on the hill. Yeah. Because they shot stuff from that angle. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's... um so, uh, Melissa. Yes? We've talked around some various information, but we should probably talk a bit more about uh, some of the folks involved in this film, aside right. from Steven Spielberg. We've, right. we've talked about him uh, quite a bit, not only on this podcast, but on the one that immediately preceded it. <laughs> we did. Um, we should probably talk about our, our leads, Ray Fiennes and Liam Neeson.
1: Yes, Liam Neeson, um, Irish actor, actor who... Well, he he used to be a boxer and a forklift driver for Guinness, and then eventually went into acting. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. Can you imagine him as a forklift driver for Guinness? Kind of, actually. <laughs> Isn't he's that kind of. Amazing? He's a
0: big guy. I mean, he's yeah, a he's, man with a particular set of skills. He's
1: six foot four. He's he's quite tall. I know. In
0: that scene when he's like leaning over the rabbi, yeah,
1: yeah he's just huge. And you're like.
0: that's just because he's that much taller because then you see the two of them walking next to each other later and you're like dang he's a giant
1: yeah it's not that anybody's particularly short it's just that Liam Neeson's tall but uh, he started acting on stage in the mid 70s and kind of his big movie break was when he was cast in Excalibur in 1981 there's something we should watch yes definitely oh boy because Excalibur is a hoot and a half Um, and after that was the movie where he uh, met Helen Mirren, and they were a thing for a time, for like four or five years. And wouldn't that be great? Um, <laughs> and he took kind of smallish roles in the '80s, and then I th- think he kind of started becoming noticeable to American audiences anyway when he finally got cast as Darkman. Yay! Yeah, Sam Raimi, Darkman, and then Take the uh, this was. Elephant. Yes take the fucking fuck <laughs> that's literally all, that's always what it comes to my mind when Dark man comes up take the fucking he, it went, and he's really great and He just choose all the scenery but then uh you know this was three years after Dark man, so this between Dark man and this he was put pretty firmly on the a list and you know after that he became you know he became Gon gunjin and uh, Rachel Gould and Aslan, and it, it's kind
2: of weird. He became like an action star so, taken yeah. so late in his life. Yeah, the, the Taken guy. The Taken guy. Yeah,
1: it's like he's getting more actiony as he gets older, which I kind of approve of. <laughs> but um, the
2: yeah. the the wolf punching movie. I can't think of what that was.
1: Oh, oh the yeah, gray. yeah, the gray, the gray, gray. Yeah. the
2: wolf punching
0: movie, yeah. the wolf punch. I have issues
1: <laughs> with that movie. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, he had a, a um, oh, this was probably about 10 years ago now, um, his wife of many, many years. Natasha di- Richardson. Natasha Richardson died after a very bad skiing accident. Yep. So that happened right after the first. Something ticket
0: his ticket. wife has in common with Sonny Bono. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Which is
2: weird.
1: It's very odd. Yeah. Well, and. That's, and, a, that's a very strange. This is parallel to drive. Yeah,
2: right? it was it was one of I can't think of what it's called. It was one of those really weird head injuries where you feel fine. Right, yeah. and then you die. And 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 it's like one of those it's like the the fact that you feel fine is like this guaranteed thing that you're going to die in like an hour. Something like because that. Because of the the way the brain is affected or something, I don't yeah. know. It's like, "Oh my yeah. god." Ugh.
1: But How horrific.
2: I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus
1: yay the holocaust so yay anyway, so, so we do has, we, he has not met a sad end but she sure we do has. have
0: a tragic death involved we the so tragi- that's good well
1: aside from six million jews
0: well that was pretty tragic
1: yes. But i'm talking
0: about the actors not the actual real life at this moment <laughs>
1: because actors aren't real people what the fuck tim <laughs> it,
2: it, it, it's really god this is such a weird discussion <laughs>
1: Um, I, so, I'm sorry uh, your listeners were blowing up steam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh,
2: certain emotional things just well release. up in the brain and yeah. they come out in odd ways. Yeah. So what about, Lee, uh, so so what we about have, uh we so what about uh
1: Ray Fines. Ray Fines who uh Voldemort. If 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 you want to get draw another really weird parallel. Ray Fines gained about thirty pounds for this movie by drinking Guinness. So there you go. That, that's, oh, that's, that's the British assume, way to do it. Well, yeah.
0: I assume it was delivered by Liam Neeson, so that's great.
1: Yeah, wouldn't that be Wow. <laughs> I think... Uh, that, that's in my headcanon from now on.
2: Yeah, I think, I think Robert De Niro gained all his weight to play old Jake LaMotta and Raging Bull by, like, eating pancakes at every meal or something.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great.
2: Also, it was like a pancake and beer diet or something, yeah.
1: Benicio Del Toro for... Um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think had a one month diet solely of milkshakes. Wow, yeah. that doesn't sound bad, <laughs> right? It
0: sounds great.
1: He was very proud of his but, big round belly. But, but anyway, yeah, that's, Ray
0: finds. I mean, he Ray he Fiennes. he does look, you a little know, doughy, and he looks doughy in, in a way that's kind of, I want to say, unhealthy.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I I've seen a picture of the real Amon Good, and he he was uh you know like 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 kind of a a pot-bellied not healthy looking guy. Really.
0: Yeah, and that's you what know, I mean. He, it's like it's like in Hollywood, you know, most overweight actors mm-hmm. are kind of barrel-shaped. Right. They don't have that that sort of doughy pot-belly kind of look that that finds has in this movie, which I think makes a big difference. Yeah. Um because he doesn't look I don't want to say uh, he doesn't look actor overweight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he, looks, he looks like real guy overweight. He looks lazy. Yeah.
2: Asshole overweight. And he is. And he, yes, he and, he, and he is lazy. I mean in the movie how many times he goes like, "Oh god, what do I have to do now?" Oh, yeah, I, I, I have to go and do. I have to go do this. Why can't we just uh, the fine. middle of the ghetto
0: scene? He's just sitting there, and there's gunfire going. on. He's like, "How long is we gonna have to do this?" Jeez. So this is such the such a long night. Ah, oh.
1: this is the worst. And
0: he's
2: just oh. sitting in a chair. While is- You're su- such a god. such a thoroughly hateable person. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, I can't even. It- I can't even imagine him playing, like, a romantic lead now. <laughs> it's just like, ugh.
0: And yet he did in and The English came. Patient. Yes, yeah. he did. Which, the,
1: I, which actually is a charming film. Yeah. It's but the, there's nothing
0: movie. There's nothing about Goetz that's likable. No. Nothing. nothing. No. God, no. Nothing. Um, the, the, the movie even goes out of its way to be like, maybe, maybe there's something strange. about him that makes him okay. Nope. Oh, no. No, nope. there isn't.
1: He doesn't have a shred in him.
0: There's not a Whoa. shred of decency in this man.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Goethe, Voldemort, and I and I I always think of him as uh, the mob boss and in Bruges. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe oh, that yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. just me, but I don't know.
0: In Bruges is a fine film, yeah, for yeah. listeners, yeah. Uh, and not not nearly as as difficult to watch as this one.
2: No, yeah. uh, <laughs> even though one? it's pretty grim in places, it
0: is grim in places, but it's set in Bruges, which is lovely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says so right in the title.
1: Also, uh-huh. he's in the James Bond franchise now, so yeah. No, yeah no. that's
0: true. Yeah, and what about? Uh...
1: Well, okay. So Rafe Fines, I found this out, and I found this very entertaining. His full name is Rafe Nathaniel Twizzleton Wickham Fines.
0: By God, is he British?
1: Yeah. Welsh, he, I think. Well, well, yeah. Welsh is British, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he—he's all, as you can probably tell by that name, he is also like eighth cousin to Prince Charles.
0: I bet Prince Charles and he don't have long, amusing conversations about Schindler's List. Probably not.
1: Probably not. That's my guess. Mm. So uh, we also have Ben Kingsley in this movie. Sir Ben Kingsley. Which is kind of great because he's Gandhi. Um, Won
0: an Oscar for Gandhi.
1: He won an Oscar for playing Gandhi, which in 1982 beat out Steven Spielberg's E.T. for the Best Picture Oscar. Yep. Which yeah. is probably fair. I think that's yeah.
2: reasonable. I think fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Gandhi is another one of those movies everyone should see. It's I a think. really really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um.
1: So Ben Kingsley, uh, his real name's Krishna Bun- Bungee. Bunge. Yeah, Krishna I Bungee.
2: I know he's like got significant Indian ancestry. Yeah, he's half yeah. Gujarat. Okay,
0: which you got to give him credit for casting somebody with that ancestry as Gandhi. Yes. In That's still pretty incredible. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the time, they now. have trouble trouble doing that now. Yes. yes. So it's impressive <laughs> that they did it in
1: 1982. Yeah. And so uh, here he is. He he is uh, in as of 2002, he is Sir Ben Kingsley, if I remember right. Sir Ben Kingsley, Sir indeed. Ben Kingsley. And uh, we have seen him before in this podcast because we watched Hugo. We did. He was in Hugo. Yeah. Also, he's very oh God. He was in Iron Man three, and I love him. That was hilarious. I love. He was him amazing I, in Iron, Iron, Iron Man, Man, Man three. three. Really, also, Ben Ben also, Kingsley is
2: fantastic. If he, he,
1: you, you know. want to see Ben Kingsley as an amazing villain, sexy beast as a.
2: Yeah, I've been guy. meaning to see sexy. Oh, beast for sexy forever. beast
1: is. That's where. That's the movie where you take Ben Kingsley and you wind him up and just let him go. Now, that's said, a huge portion of Ben Kingsley's filmography is shit. <laughs> He's been in a lot of... He's really talented He's picking out shitty films to be in.
2: He's honestly one of the most all-over-the-place actors I can think of. I mean, he's really good. He's played... Every type of character you can name and he's been in he's been in Uwe Boll movies. Yep. I just think he, I think he just likes acting. Yeah, yeah he, you know I think what it's he the does. Michael Caine Nicolas
0: Cage problem. Yeah, it's it, like uh, that's just,
1: not a problem really. That's I just
0: a... I just like my job is kind of where, yes. <laughs> where they, they all fall. They're like, yeah, you pay me, I'll show up, I'll do this crappy movie. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I like my job. I'll act the shit out of this crappy role.
1: <laughs> I don't but care. This isn't a crappy role. This is not. This is not Ben Kingsley
0: was it was actually kind of a surprise that he was not nominated for best supporting actor along yeah. with Ray Fiennes. Yeah. yeah it, um it, it's, a very, it's a
2: very it's a weirdly a weirdly reserved subtle. role. Yeah, it's a very yeah. subtle role. And Hollywood tends not to, to so. acknowledge that very well. Yeah. Award-wise. There's so many uh, places
0: where his character is just you know, he he's got these knowing glances in that mm-hmm. um Schindler is careful not to say out loud what he's doing. Right. Which is smart, yeah. right? Super smart. I mean, when the one woman comes to his office and basically says out loud what he's doing, he gets pretty cross, and you can understand that.
1: Yeah, he's like, I don't want this going around, because yeah. this is how we get shut down. Yeah,
0: this is this is how I can't do any good. Yeah. Uh, but But there's that subtlety to Kingsley's performance that he clearly gets
2: what Schindler is trying to do. Yeah. Well, there, there, um, there's that one scene where he tries, keeps trying to have uh, a drink with him, mm-hmm. and and you know, like, well, I would, I would like, you know, some, some gratitude or something, and 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 Stern is just like unwilling to like kind of say or emote anything because he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and and that was kind of an interesting scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just nice, nice. His
0: his. Performance there is is understated but really really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, and and because he's kind of that surrogate character that's our connection with the Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a it's a rough role to be in. You know, and I and I think that you have to tell this that this movie has to be about Schindler because. And well, Schindler and, and Goetz, because it's, it's really a good versus evil story. Right. Um, which is, the I mean, that's that's freaking.
1: Dark Man versus Voldemort.
0: Yeah, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So, um, uh, do you have any other trivia that we need to make sure we get in here before we go to final thoughts?
1: Um, Steven Spielberg had Robin Williams on call to cheer him huh. up while what while making this movie boy yeah <laughs> right first of all to have robin williams on call that must have been awesome but uh apparently uh, williams would go into little bits and um some of the bits eventually wound up in latin yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> thank you schindler's list That's yes. <laughs> That's
2: another movie I should see again sometime.
1: Aladdin's super fun.
0: Yeah. Yes. Not really anything like this movie. No. no but it does no, have no, apparently no. a Robin Williams connection. So. Yeah. yeah. There we cool. go.
1: Cool. Yeah. I guess. Also, episodes of Seinfeld apparently helped spill.
0: Bam, 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 Should we uh, mention. This is uh, the interesting bit of trivia. John Williams won uh, Oscar for the score. Yes. uh, Which he's been nominated like five million times. He has not won a whole heck of a lot, but he won for this one. Yes. uh, Which is one of his more understated
2: Yeah, I can barely think of... uh, um, What's the term? Non-diegetic?
1: Non-diegetic, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't even really think of a lot of music like that. I mean, most of the music I thought of was like I can remember was coming through radios or, or um.
0: right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the majority of the score is is played by it's Itzhak Perlman, right? Itzhak Perlman, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? So it's mostly this solo violin, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, super nicely done. Um, really beautiful. Itzhak Perlman right. is.
2: Like the violinist. Yes. Right.
0: It's like yeah. <laughs> if if they'd gotten Itzhak Perlman and Yo-Yo Ma, they would have had the two people that apparently can play stringed instruments in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, uh, well, the, the, the two best people that can play string instruments mm-hmm. in the world, at least at the time. There are probably some that are pretty good at this point, perhaps because of those two. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, so the score, again, you know, very understated. There's a lot of time where there isn't any music or the music is is part of the part of the background. Yeah. Um incidental intel dental. So nicely done work there. Uh what else?
1: Um about the only thing I wanted to make sure was in here (coughs) was excuse me. Was that um this is something I didn't know before tonight. Aaron Sorkin did a script polish on this. Ooh. So that, so wow, that's why okay. there are
0: so yeah. many people walking and talking in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there is really good dialogue in this film. I mean, it's it's not that super poppy, fun, yeah, it's cutting not, stuff. You it's normally... not that
2: quotable kind of dialogue. It's well, just... there
1: is a lot of quotable stuff. It's but it's not the like geeky sort of quotable. It's yeah, like the, yeah. Um, when you really break down the lines, you know. The, the uh, some of the lines like um, is this the face of a rat? Is this the, it, or um, just very simple lines of dialogue that are so totally revealing to those characters? And so it's like it's, I don't know what parts were Sorkin, but you know when you really pay attention to the script, it's a it's a solid script.
0: Yeah, well, it won best screenplay, and yep. well, well, it should have. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think we need to move on to final thoughts. Yes, I think so. So, Kelvin, uh, final thought on Schindler's list. <laughs>
2: uh, you, you have to see this movie before you die. You just plain have to, Everyone has to see it. I don't know, you know, uh, set aside uh, a quiet evening with some loved ones and see this movie.
0: Do not make a drink, (laughs) do not make a drinking game out of it. No. no. Every time somebody dies, take a drink. Bad idea. No, no, no. Bad idea. Don't don't bother popping any popcorn or
2: anything like that. It's just, you don't. Go to the
0: bathroom before you start. Yep. Tissues, the whole, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Melissa.
1: (laughs) Actually, I got a couple fun ones. Final thoughts. Okay, so first of all. You were mentioning that Liam Neeson was very tall. Did you know he auditioned for the role of Fezzik in The Princess Bride? No! <laughs> and he was said, he was too short. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course he need Andre the Giant for Fezzik. But anyway... Um, (laughs) uh, sorry it's
2: it's 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 off the point sorry
1: (laughs) no it's all right (laughs) i I had a
2: thing to say but it's off the point okay
1: but liam neeson was also not the first person approached to play the role there it kind of wandered around and um spielberg primarily didn't want somebody who was super super duper recognizable in the end to american audiences just to so they could more easily kind of Be Oscar Schindler, but you know there were there was a point when he asked Harrison Ford to maybe take the role, and can you imagine that? Mm, I don't. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad Harrison Ford. I'm glad Harrison Ford is not Oscar Schindler. Yeah, but one of the other, I find this super fascinating. One of the people they approached was Bruno gantz Oh yeah, who, who. a few years later, was in the movie Downfall, playing Hitler. So the Hitler meme <laughs> of him in the bunker taking off his glasses and then you know people laying all the various rants over the image of Hitler yelling at his officials—that's Bruno Gans. So that was almost that could have in yeah. some parallel universe there is a version of Schindler's List. With
2: well, Br- Bruno Ganz is is one of the world's great actors, and he's just—he's oh, he not. He's just not known to American audiences, particularly well. Yeah, yeah, uh, like like yeah. Downfall is just about the only thing people have seen him in.
1: Downfall is
2: freaking. Downfall is a great movie. It is yeah. a great movie. Uh, and a whole different side of <laughs> things, but yes, you yeah. <laughs> know, in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, yeah, uh. but
0: yeah, it's not a it's not a happy not to movie. But um, no, no, it's not. <laughs> The, uh, so my final, my final thought is just sort of a note of a subtle thing. I've talked a lot about, you know, they've great, great stuff going on in this movie. But one thing I noticed watching it this time is when, um, Schindler is giving his little speech to the, to the workers at the end of the movie, uh, uh, taking a big chance, the Nazis aren't going to shoot them all. Um, but, uh, When he when he's giving that speech and I was looking at the suit that he was wearing and noticing how compared to the beginning of the film, when he fills out the suit, how it was actually kind of hanging off of him and it you know, that he what they did there subtly with costuming is give you the idea that Oscar Schindler has been sacrificing all of himself. To save these people. It's not, it's not just money. He's been starving himself. So early in the film, we see him eating gourmet food. And mm. by the end, we see that his suit doesn't fit anymore. Well, he was,
2: well like at the beginning when he's bribing all the, the Nazi officials with huge baskets of gourmet food. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And he gives all of that away. And at the beginning, its it's about... Making money, and at the end, it's about saving lives. But I just really enjoyed that—that that subtle noticing that subtle thing of he doesn't fit that suit anymore. That suit is too big for him. That is neat. Yeah, um, I didn't really think of that. Yeah, it's—it's it's not something
2: that I noticed the first there, time. There's that the one film. scene where they—they they, mentioned like, like, Goeth is like, is that silk or?
1: Oh, it's got a sheen to it. Yeah, yeah, like just
2: so yeah. complimenting his suit and stuff, and and yeah, as it goes on, his suits are less super flashy.
0: Sure, because he's given everything he has away. So, uh, with that, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation about Schindler's List, and we feel we need to lighten things in our next episode. Yes, we do. But we need to stick with Nazis. So,
2: (laughs) what we're going to do... It's Nazi month!
1: Well... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God! It's I like think, it's like the
2: history channel in the old days before they went all UFO. I
1: think I think <laughs> Nazi and UFO channel.
0: <laughs> I think I think what I mean by that is, you know, we need to stick with Jewish filmmakers. Okay. I agree. Responding to Nazis. Sure, yeah. And how their individual proclivities <laughs> define how they respond to it. So, we've seen Steven Spielberg's response to Nazis, mm-hmm. so next time we are going to see Mel Brooks' response oh, no. to Nazis, and <laughs> oh, we are going yes. to watch the producers. So oh, boy, <laughs> come on back for that one. one.
1: Not, not the... Uh, the
0: original one, not the yeah. musical. Yeah. So Kelvin, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, and uh, thank you all for being with us for this uh, fabulous exploration of an amazing, amazing but challenging film, Schindler's List. Yeah, we will catch you next time around. Yep.
1: Bye bye. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our film fixation We'll see you next time on A Real Education